This is the Ultimate Attorney Podcast, the podcast for small law firms who want to create a thriving legal practice. Each week, we'll uncover the ways that you can improve your referrals, your marketing, and your business operations, helping you to generate more revenue and elevating your life and your law practice. In each episode, we'll tap into some of the closest guarded secrets from industry titans, thought leaders, and legal specialists. We're glad that you've tuned in. And once again, it's time to help you become an ultimate attorney. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Dre Redfern. And I'm Alexis Neely. And we are so glad to have you with us today as we dive into another great episode where in this episode, we are going to touch on a topic that's really going to be kind of a fun one. And it's called how to talk about law so that people actually want to hire you. And this is an important one because right now, I think there's 1.3 million attorneys out there and 40,000 more who are passing the bar every single year. And so if you are talking about your services, about the law, in the same way all the rest of those lawyers are, well, guess what? You are in competition mode and you're not just in competition with them, but you're also in competition with the online legal document services and the rise of legal technology that is going to make a lot of lawyers obsolete. But if you find, if you figure this piece out, how to talk about the law so that people actually want to hire you, well, you're not in competition mode at all. You don't have to compete on fees. You're not competing with those other million plus lawyers. And you're definitely not competing with the online legal document or legal technology services. It's almost like an instant differentiation because right. you know there's, there's, there's almost this stigma out there that attorneys only know how to talk about law and not even that, to take a step further, only know how to talk about you know, using jargon, which makes the user on the other side or the, the individual, the potential client, the prospect completely unaware what you're talking about. And then it creates this isolation where that potential prospect or individual has no idea what you're talking about. And you're almost like there's no sort of humanization in that relationship. And it creates this like almost like this Chinese wall that goes up that they immediately lose interest in you. Mm. And let's be honest, if that happens, if they're losing interest in you, they're probably losing interest in your services and yeah. what you essentially represent. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, and they don't know how to make a hiring decision based on anything other than price in that situation. And so they're out there calling around to different lawyers saying, how much do you cost? How much do you cost? How much do you cost? Because they have no basis for any other decision-making process. That's one thing. And then you mentioned the humanization part. And one of the biggest compliments that our lawyers get, I think, is when the people in their community say to them, wow, you don't sound like a lawyer how can I work with you? And to me, that says that we have taken this commodification, we've taken this dehumanization and made lawyers human. And as a result, people want to work with them and they're not shopping around on price. Yeah, it's almost you take price, not necessarily out of the equation, but if not only that, but let's just say someone's charging, you, you're shopping attorneys and you have one attorney who's charging $200 an hour and you go next door, there's another attorney charging $200 an hour. But that second attorney, even if it's the same amount of money, has that warm, they're humanizing, they talk to you like a normal human being and there's no jargon. Who do you think that potential client's going to choose? Like it's an absolute no-brainer. It really is. Yeah, I first got this as a result of what I often refer to as my $5,500 mistake. And this $5,500, yeah, it was a big <laughs> yeah. one. And I'll be honest, I almost threw in the towel at this point because I had just started my law practice. Maybe I was a 
few months in and this was my first engagement. I met with these people for four hours and it was my first engagement for a $5,500 fee. And I was off the charts excited and it was really important. I needed that $5,500 to be able to pay myself. I was the breadwinner in my family. This was a big deal. So I'm all excited and I collect this $5,500 fee and then two weeks in, and this was for estate planning, and two weeks in they contact me and they say, hey, um, we're going to need to cancel the engagement. And I'm like, wait, what do you, what do you mean you need to cancel the engagement? Uh -oh. I've like already started. Yeah, this is bad news. They said, well, we found the exact same thing for less than half what you're charging us. And, you know, this other lawyer is charging us $2,500. You're charging us $5,500. They said, look, Alexis, we would happily pay you $3,500. We would happily pay you $1,000 more because we like you. We feel connected with you. You know, like just because we like you, we would pay $1,000 more, but we can't justify more than double which I, of course, understood. And I was saying to myself, there's no way that they are getting the exact same thing from this other lawyer for 2,500 that I'm providing for 5,500, but I can't explain to them the difference. I don't know how to do it. So I said to them, okay, 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 I understand. Let me just make one request. After you go to this other lawyer, would you be willing to come back to me and show me your plan and tell, you what the, tell me what the experience was like so I can learn from it? And they said, yes. And I didn't really even expect that they would do it, but I figured, look, I got to salvage something here. They said, yes. Um, I refunded them their money. And you know what? Lo and behold, some many weeks later, not only did they come back, but the husband had made a point by point comparison of everything that he heard from that lawyer and from me. This was probably one of the most valuable things that ever happened to me in my law practice life. In fact, that thing went on to become, I would say probably the thing that you know, has generated more than, I don't know, 20, 30, $40 million of legal services, not just for me, but then ultimately for the lawyers that I've trained as a result of this $5,500 lesson. So it was a good investment. <laughs> this is one of those good, good lessons. And what I saw was that for exactly what they got for $2,500, I would have only charged $3,500. If I had been able to explain what I was the choices that they were making, great, they could have chosen a $3,500 plan. But when I engaged them, I actually was giving them a plan that built in two things that this other lawyer wasn't giving them that we now call the $1,000 questions um, so that clients can choose their own fee. So they could decide if it's actually worth $5,500 to them or if they would rather spend the $3,500 or by the way, even less when you're letting your clients choose their own fee. And how, how, did, we, how did I do this? I figured out how to talk about the legal services, how to talk about their choices in a way that they could understand the difference and give them the choice, empower them, inform them, educate them to make the right choices. It was huge. Well, it's not, a, it, it's that, and it's really just, it's, it, it puts the ball in their court. It gives mm -hmm. them the decision. And when you give the client or that prospect, that decision-making capability, it really, it, it is. I don't know if I would ever be the type of person that would do a, a bullet by bullet comparison. Like, so kudos to that guy. But it definitely gives uh, the power back to 
to the, the, the customer, the potential customer, that prospect, um, to feel at ease or at least more at ease when that buying decision comes up. Because let's be honest, like hiring an attorney is never like, you don't get out of bed in the morning and like looking forward to doing that. Right. But if you can make that experience as like easy, as painless, almost as, you know, some, some of them can be fun depending on the attorney themselves. God, it's a complete game changer in relation to how uh, that end user feels. And not a bit, we've talked about this before, some of the referrals that come from it and all of the other sort of great aspects that can kind of be tacked onto that. Yeah. So. I mean, people just want to have control over the process. And if you don't find a way to give them control, they're going to take control by making their decisions based on the only thing that they know how to take control of, which is how much they're going to pay. And so that's going to force you into a race to the bottom mentality of having to charge as little as possible, as little as possible. And instead, what you want to do is you want to talk about the law in a way where people are thrilled to pay you what we call affordable premium fees. And affordable premium fees, I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but if not, I'll just put it in here now, which is that affordable premium fees mean that you are, pay you are charging a premium. Your fees are higher than everybody else in your community, but your clients are not only happy to pay them, but they understand how paying you more costs them less in the big picture, in the long run. And this all comes down to changing the way that you are talking about law. Well, and I, I think we can take that a step further because, you know, also when you're, when you're sitting down and talking with them, uh, and we've talked a little bit about this, is framing those conversations around the outcome. Absolutely. Not the jargon and not the process and not how you're buddy-buddy with the judge or you're the opposing counsel, <laughs> whatever the scenario may be, yeah. but reframing that conversation to talk about the outcome and like how you actually deliver those services and, and why you really are different. Yeah, that this outcome piece is huge. So in the marketing world, we learn this as the difference between writing or talking about features or benefits, right? Features or yep. benefits. So you've seen this probably as you've been shopping around for services or products in your own reality. And features would be things like... Um, uh, the, the feature of a divorce is that you are going to have a petition filed and then, and then, you know, the, the other person, the other party is going to submit their response. And then maybe we're going to go to court. Maybe we're not going to go to court and, you know, we're going to talk to the judge and ultimately there's going to be a decision that's made. Those are like the features of a divorce. What is the benefit of a divorce? The benefit of a really great divorce is one where your legal costs are minimized, where you are, uh, where you come out of the divorce with as much um, ease as possible, where you are receiving everything that you can and also giving as much as is possible to create a great relationship with your spouse for the benefit of your kids going forward. I didn't talk about filing any petitions. I didn't talk about a judge. I didn't talk about any of that. I talked about the outcome that your clients actually want, right? And it reframes the whole conversation. I think and this is almost the, this aspect I want to bring up is that I think that a lot of attorneys um, from our experience you know, with almost 9,000 law firms as clients on an annual yeah. basis, it's, there's, there's a certain ego that surrounds many individuals in the law profession. <laughs> and so when they have this upfront meeting, um, a yeah. lot of it's, it, it can be beating on the chest. I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and this is why I'm credible. And this is the, the you know, just, you just, you know, 
screaming from the top of the mountain how great you are. And I think that later on down the line, you know, many attorneys can shift to that outcome, but it's almost really worth repositioning that whole idea and that concept on its head. And just, I, I just reframing it to have that outcome up front is so, so powerful. It really is. It sets the tone for the entire relationship together. Whereas if the tone for the entire relationship up front is beating on your chest and screaming from the top of the mountain, who knows what that yeah. business relationship is going to be like in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. It really lets the client know that you get them and you get what's important to them and that you're going to meet them in that. And this is exactly why we had um, a lawyer in one of our programs who she came out of litigation. She wanted to learn how to do estate planning to have better quality of life and to enjoy her practice more. We taught her how to do it the way that we teach. And then she was getting shopped around um, against another lawyer in town who'd been doing it for 40 years, been doing estate planning. He was the former mayor of the town. She thought, there's no way I'm going to get this client. And yet, what? guess what? She got the client. Why did she get the client? Even though she clearly had less experience, even though, even though she clearly had less knowledge, even though she clearly had less fame in the town. Why? Because she was able to talk about what it was that she was doing for these clients, not in the context of wills and trusts and healthcare directives and powers of attorney, all the things that we know that they need, all the things that we know we're going to do, but in the context of what they actually wanted, which was ease, which was keeping their family out of court and out of conflict, which was helping to pass on more than just their money, which was making sure that if anything happens to them, their kids are never going to end up in the care of strangers. These are the things that your clients want. Yes, we're going to deliver that with wills, trust, healthcare, doctors, powers of attorney, but they don't even get what any of that is or why it's necessary. They want the outcomes. Yeah, and so I think that we hopefully have made our point of like how important that outcome is. But I guess the other side of this is worth addressing then is, you know, if we can address the outcome up front, I suppose we also have to be really clear on who we're serving, right? Because if we're serving that wrong niche, if we're serving clients who don't necessarily appreciate us or not the, the right fit clients, then even if we talk about outcome, um, it may not be the best fit anyway. So let's dive into that second component of like getting really clear on, on who yeah. we serve. Right. It's really important to know exactly who it is that you serve, because if you're trying to serve everyone out there, what we call being a door lawyer, taking whatever comes in the door, then it's going to be very difficult for you to talk about outcomes that your clients want for every type of legal issue. Instead, if you get really specific on who you serve and what it is that they want, then you can get to know the outcomes that they most strongly desire. And when you know that, then it's really easy to find them and educate them on why you're the best person to provide those outcomes. And they will know that you really get them. And I, and I just, I want to like, convey this so strongly. And I think, I think we've done it before, but I want to do it again because an ultimate attorney does not take whatever walks in the door. An ultimate attorney is very focused. You might even call it specialized in a very specific area, but not just a very specific area of practice, but also as narrowly as possible, a very specific market of clients. So for example, it might be that you serve families with young children and the outcome that you deliver is keeping their children and their assets 
out of the court process, keeping their children out of the care of strangers if anything happens to them. It might be that you serve business owners and you help them make sure that they've got the legal insurance, financial and tax structures in place to support their business vision and their dreams and creating a life worth leaving or life worth living, not worth leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hopefully not leave it anytime soon. <laughs> they will eventually, but when they do also a legacy worth leaving, you might be in the bankruptcy area of practice and maybe you're going to focus just on business owners, right? You could focus on individuals, consumers who are in bankruptcy, and that's going to be kind of a higher volume, lower, um, lower end, lower uh, revenue practice area, right? So you might charge, you know, 500, 1,000, 1,500 for the consumers, or you might focus just on serving business owners who need to go through bankruptcy because you know that those are higher value cases and you're not delivering a bankruptcy to them. You are delivering them a fresh start. The ability to restructure their financial affairs in such a way that they can get a fresh start and harvest all of the knowledge that they've learned as a result of the debt that they've taken on, as a result of the makes, mistakes that they've made, and create a great business as a result. Do you see how that outcome is different than, oh, I'm going to, you know, you're, I'm going to help you file bankruptcy. Which one would you want more? Yeah, it's an, it's an absolute no brainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, you know, but having that, that sort of clarity though, uh, doesn't necessarily come immediately. So, you know, and, and this may be a sort of game changer of like repositioning how people actually view themselves in their business. So is there like a particular strategy, Allie, that you would want, that you would recommend or that you would, uh, you know, maybe, you know, refer them to mm-hmm. as far as uh, what could be, uh, you know, that good, st- you know, stepping stone to get started of like really having, you know, better clarity of who they serve and then also really clarifying that outcome that they deliver. Yeah, absolutely. So what I would do is really start with looking at your own situation and your own um, uh, like affinities that you have in your community, among your neighbors, in your marketplace, and, and look around and say to yourself, who would I love to truly help in a meaningful way? Because that is why I believe you went to law school. I believe that you went to law school to actually help people, to actually make a difference in their lives. And so I would really look at this as an introspective process where you get to decide, how do I want to help people with my legal degree? How do I want to work with people for the rest of my life and, uh, and make a difference in their lives? Do I, for some reason, want to help people get divorced? And if so, why? Why is it that you want to do that? Is it because of, you know, the way that your own parents' divorce was handled uh, and it was so, you know, full of conflict and contention and you want to help people avoid that? Um, Or, you know, maybe you want to do estate planning because um, in your own family situation, um, you know, bad estate planning, you know, ripped your family apart. That's certainly the case for me, right? Why do I want to do estate planning? Is it to help people avoid estate taxes and the wealthy get richer and all of that? No, it is because I've seen time and time again, how in my own family, 
Faulty decisions around what would happen when my family members died created conflict that ripped my family apart. And I knew I wanted to do it differently. Or in the case of my father-in-law, I saw where, you know, he worked with a lawyer and the lawyer just did things the typical way. And as a result, we got stuck dealing with the court process and his ex-wife. So I've got a reason. And I want you to find that reason for yourself. Why are you in the particular practice area that you're in? And if you're saying to yourself, well, I, I don't know, I just picked it because, you know, it seemed like a good idea or I didn't know what else to do, look deeper look deeper and we'll put some resources in the show notes that will help you um, start to look deeper. So if, if you don't know right off the top of your head what the answer is, go over to the show notes and um, go over to the uh, show website. Dre, what's the, what's the URL for the show website again? Ultimateattorneypodcast.com. So you can find a whole lot of resources there um, and you're going to want to be in this introspective process, right? And then what I recommend that you do to test this out and see if it's what you really want to do is go out in your community and get curious. So one of the things that we teach the lawyers who are doing estate planning uh, to do, maybe, maybe it's the first time they're doing it or maybe they're changing the way that they do it because they're learning that there's a better way. We say, look, go out in your community, talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to your family and ask them what we call the curiosity questions. The curiosity questions. I'm going to give those to you right now. Here's, here's what they are. You say, hey, um, first of all, you set some context before you ask these curiosity questions because otherwise people are like, uh, why are you just out of the blue asking me about my estate planning? So you say, look, I'm either, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm new to the community or I'm considering transferring into a new practice area and building a practice in this area, or I'm looking at the possibility of doing um, some legal work in a new way and I'm wondering if you would help me out. I'm wondering if you would be willing, you know, for five minutes to just answer some questions for me that would be really helpful to me as I make my decision about what I want to do next with my life. Now, you might think to yourself, oh my God, I could never say that to anybody. That's way too vulnerable. Okay, start there. You asking that kind of a question to people in your community, number one, it humanizes you. Number two, it has them like you. Number three, they feel so appreciated and respected that you came to them and said, would you be willing to help me? Okay, so that right there is like a huge piece. You being able and willing to connect with people in that way. If they have five minutes, they're going to say yes. If they don't, they'll say no. Most cases, they're going to say yes. So if they say yes, then you say to them, look, okay, have you ever done estate planning before? Have you ever created a will or a trust uh, or anything like that? And then they'll say yes or no. If they say no, you say, okay, can you tell me why not? What has stood in your way? And you're not, you're not doing this with any kind of an agenda here other than to hear what have people's experiences been with other lawyers in your community or being educated about this? If they say that they have done estate planning, you want to ask them, great, what was your experience like? What happened when you talked to the lawyer? What happened when you went in for your initial meeting? What happened when you signed your documents? What was it like? And again, you're just listening. You're being truly curious. And then there might be an opportunity to get into an actual conversation about it where you get to tell a story about how what you've learned is that most estate plans fail and why they fail and how that's the traditional way. And maybe, just maybe, you don't have an agenda for this, but maybe, just maybe, they're going to say to you, wow, I think I need to come in and meet with you. How can I do that? 
And this is how you begin to talk about law. So people actually want to hire you and you could do that in any practice area. Can I hire you? Like just even just talking about that gets me excited. Like <laughs> it's, it's so true. I just, I, I resonate. I love everything that you just said. And what I would probably recommend is, you know, most of these podcast uh, players or systems uh, can go back like 30 seconds at a time. So go back, like hit that button a few times and go back and listen to everything Ali just said again, because it's spot on and so incredibly insightful of really differentiating and really creating that fact of like making people want to hire you. So yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, great. I'm so glad that you like that, Trey. It's really funny because sometimes our team members who are not lawyers say, wow, I think I want to go to law school now and become a lawyer. How weird is that? Um, because it's true. When you are making these shifts and you're becoming the ultimate attorney by applying what we're talking about here, guess what? Being a lawyer is super fun and people are going to really like you and want to work with you. And that to me is what it means to be an ultimate attorney. I love it. So any, any final ideas or concepts that we, you want to leave them with, Allie, as we wrap up this, this lesson on how to make it so that uh, our, our clients and prospects actually want to talk with, the, with our attorney community? Yeah, I think that I would say take what I just did for estate planning with those curiosity questions and do it for your practice area. What are, if you were going to be doing some research and development in your practice area, whether it's divorce or immigration, bankruptcy, criminal defense, social security, workers comp, whatever it is, personal injury, what are the curiosity questions that you would ask people in your community so that you could get to know their experience, not from a features perspective, but from a benefits perspective, from an outcome perspective. So you can begin to craft the outcome, the outcome that your ideal clients want to have. And, um, and then if you want more, go over to the Ultimate Attorney Podcast website and we'll have some more support resources there for you. I love it. So thank you all for, for listening. And I encourage you to go back and probably listen to this episode again, because it's such a game changer in redefining how uh, you probably operate inside of your practice. And we look forward to seeing all of you in the next episode. See you there. Hey, lawyers, we love. You've heard us talk about it here again and again. Client engagement is one of the most important ways to create a successful law practice. And hit your financial goals and hit your time goals at the same time without having to sacrifice your life to do it. And unfortunately, as you know, we are simply not taught this in law school. So my free gift to you today is going to help you discover the 10 steps to client engagement, to identifying the client attraction activities that you can implement immediately to increase the number of leads you get into your practice and then to convert those leads into happily paying clients. So simply go on over to ultimateattorneypodcast.com and get the 10 steps to client engagement. This is going to teach you an entirely new way of getting hired by your clients in a way that has you with plenty of high value clients, never wondering where your next new client is going to come from and absolutely loving your life and your law practice so that you can be the ultimate attorney.